Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself And there's some stories I can tell you I had to fail, had to fall just for what I did well And there's some stories I can This is the final word. Australia West Indies Daily Day 2 of the Gabba Test Second Test and what a day of cricket it was And I have with me a returning star Adam White, this is the final word daily for Seba Super. My name is Bharat Sundaresan and Adam, as a returning star, you have the honour of giving us the 30-second review of the, the day. Pressure, not the, the, the pressure is on you. Okay, so the West Indies end up making 311. They batted a lot longer uh, at the start of day two, but we still thought that Australia would do really well, but they didn't. They lost four for 24 just before tea. It was a chaotic half an hour, but somehow, I don't know how, they rescued things thanks to the usual suspects. Usman Khawaja, he got 70. Pat Cummins got 64, not out. And also Alex Carey, a lovely little uh, sort of cameo as well, getting runs really quickly. And all of a sudden, they declared about 20-odd behind. The West Indies batted for half an hour, lost one wicket right at the end, but they lead by 35, and they're in a pretty good spot. I don't think anyone's done the 30-second summary in a more calmer fashion than you have. <laughs> Honestly, Adam White, because every time I have to do it, I rush through it. I'm going, blah, 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 but you completely nailed it just easy. Pretty good. It? Pretty good. Not too Lovely, bad. What, yeah. I'm, what I'm worried about is my hair looking so grey because we're under these lights. It's really late at night here at the Gabba. It's like we're in a cloakroom or something <laughs> like that. It's not too good, but anyway. Now, I think we're doing a good job. Uh, we're doing the best we can. Uh, it is a night test, so uh, our spots around the ground and around Brisbane are also limited. There's, uh, it is very dark, and let's not even get into framing us uh, <laughs> and getting some light over us. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it was one of those crazy pink ball days, right, or pink ball test days where uh, we we came here, Adam, this morning. We thought, well, West Indies 8 for 266. Uh, they'll maybe what get another 20, 30 runs and then Australia will be in there. Lovely pitch to bat on. And we saw the pitch uh, from close up as well this morning. And, and both of us felt a oh, lot, of, lot of runs to be scored on that one, right? Uh, and it was supposed to be uh, Steve Smith and Manas Labushain booking in alongside Usman Khawaja. 
but it wasn't quite to be. No, it wasn't. And I think the biggest surprise for me was that the chaos happened actually during the daylight hours for the Australians. So four for 24 happening sort of, you know, close to four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, Kima Roach, the old man of the West Indian <laughs> team, taking three of the first four. But it was the way the dismissals fell that was so chaotic. We saw a situation where Steve Smith opening the batting looked all over the place in his very short stay of the crease. He was only there six balls, but a lot happened in those six balls. He was out LBW. Marnus Labashane comes out, plays at a ball that he shouldn't, uh, gets caught spectacularly by Kevin Sinclair, your man. Um, and then Cameron Green, he again, looked pretty good, then just hit a ball straight to short mid-off or sort of a, a cover sort of field um, where the captain took the wicket. And then Travis Head flicking one down leg side, gets caught. And that often happens when it things does. are going yeah. against you and the West Indies had the momentum. They were able to recover Australia, but at the end of the day... They are still behind in the game. Yeah. And there's a fair bit of rain around over the next three days. We don't know whether it will fall or not because it's so tropical up here. Um, but they are in a bit of trouble. Hey, you have been keeping a keen eye on the weather forecast, Adam, and I'm sure we'll, uh, you are. And we <laughs> will come to that uh, towards the end of the show. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, so the West Indies start 8 for 266, and we really did think. Basically, everything we thought would happen didn't happen. Yeah, it was that right. kind of day. Uh, best not to make predictions, we did, and we faltered. Uh, 8 for 266, uh, Kima Roach and Kevin Sinclair looked at complete ease, to be honest. Uh, Australia tried everything at them. They still had a newish second, uh, newish second ball, uh, newish second new ball, you know what I mean. Um, and and uh, Kevin Sinclair looked so organized. I don't know what Craig Brathwaite was talking about before the test when he said, no, no, we've not brought him in for the extra batting he provides. Moti is all right. Like, I would feel very, very hard done by if I was Kevin Sinclair and my batting was compared to Gurekesh Moti based on what mm-hmm. we saw in Adelaide. Uh, but he looked organized. It's not that he played any crazy shots. He just milked the the ball around and so did Kima Roach and what they batted for nearly an hour uh, before the run out happened Kima Roach goes for it misunderstanding and Roach slips in the middle of the ground like water skiing down it did like it felt so bad for, for, for the old guy of the team yeah. uh, but then Kevin Sinclair continues on uh, a lovely moment when he gets to uh, his half century for once uh, it wasn't Shamar Joseph but the other guy in his youngster uh, who put his hand up and really you know made an impact he did. And look, this is an overall judgment of the Australians, and I might be being a bit unfair in saying this, but I think the way that they got through that first hour and a bit today in the field, they look tired. They look oh. jaded. It has been an incredibly long 12 months for them. In fact, probably longer than that. You yeah. go back to the Homeworld uh, T20 World Cup in the country. Now, they didn't make the final, but there was a lot of pressure on them going in. A home summer, as per normal. Then they had India. Then they had the World Test Championship. Then they had the uh, Ashes. Then they had the World Cup. They also played in South Africa as well. More games in India. And then obviously the home summer. They just look tired and a bit jaded. And if you sort of compare the way the Australians have been in the field in this match compared to the West Indies who Mm, have been really up and about, vibrant, it's quite intoxicating watching the way that they go about their cricket. They've always been a bit like that. But it was a comment that Kimo Roach made sort of reinforcing after play today about the fact that this West Indian team actually want to be here and they want to be playing test cricket. So this isn't a situation where it's their best team necessarily, their best players, but I think it's their best test team because all of them, I reckon they've got a bit of a point to prove. They're coming out here playing the best to say, you know what, we deserve to be on this stage and I reckon they're playing accordingly, not just here in Brisbane but also in Adelaide. 
and they're enjoying every moment they of are. it right like the smiles on the field we saw shamar joseph he spoke a lot about him in adelaide but kevin sinclair his reaction after he takes that great catch diving to his right off manas labishain uh, and, and you're so right i mean at a, and i remember speaking to craig brathwaite about this before the warm up game i said the whole focus and generally is with the west indies team is always about who didn't make the trip yes. whereas i think we should be focusing more about who is here and like you said the guys who are here want to be here whether they get to play six tests in a year or four tests or two or whatever it is they they're making the most of their time in australia and it's not just the guys who are playing i've seen uh, the likes of uh, zachary mccaskey and even tevin emlock who not played a test match on this tour uh, the reserves enjoying themselves even when they are bringing a drink out they just soaking in this atmosphere and how good was the atmosphere here it what was. nearly 27000 yeah. people uh, on a holiday uh, and you know creating of causing a lot of havoc in some sections of the ground but uh, such a great atmosphere and I'm glad that the cricket lived up to it because what happens in this situation is that the West Indian team is that okay a couple of the stars might not be here but rather than them be here and be bemoaning the fact oh we should be getting paid more or you know it's a lot of work to you know be here 5 days when i could be off playing some tournament and you know bowling four overs or smacking 50 and then watching everyone else bat oh. um it and kind of can drag the mood down whereas this group here want to be here and i think we've seen that and you know i think in adelaide and i know we've talked about this mm. a bit over the last few days that while it was done in two and a bit days it felt a lot closer this test match so if we go back to adelaide the west indies had australia 6 for 140 We go here to Brisbane, four for twenty-four, but also six for one hundred and fifty. So they are showing that they can match it yeah. for periods. They've got to match it for longer to be in the Test match, and we saw that with Pakistan. They couldn't quite do it mm. for long enough. But there was a bit of spunk about the Pakistan team because they were young and enthusiastic generally, and I think we've certainly got the same here with this West Indian team, and it's it's great to watch. I'm loving it. <laughs> so am I. I think everyone uh, around. Australia everyone at the Gabba and I think in world cricket always enjoys the West Indian team doing well but I think they enjoy West Indian team enjoying themselves even more because that is the best form of West Indies cricket uh, and just just speaking of the scores and and significant moments during that Australian innings you spoke about what well, they faced five overs before the the tea break or the first break let's just call it tea yeah, you know whatever right. you want to call it the 40 minute break the 40 minute break the long one the long uh, adjournment the, the long recess as we <laughs> used to have in our school and back in india uh five overs 4 for 24 steve smith opening the batting is walking right across his stumps and you and i were on air together at that point he, he just looked like he was going to get into trouble uh he played a beautiful on drive and then he just misses a straight delivery from kima roj but he's gone so far across that he's trapped on the pad umpire nitin menon for some reason maybe because he was moving so far outside his career outside or across his stumps does not give it out drs and they started celebrating as soon as they go yeah. for the drs then the catch by kevin sinclair of manas uh and then the two wickets you described travis said so australia going to this break under extreme pressure they come back mitchell marsh is the first one to start playing some shots and then 5 for 54 so we saw west indies were 5 for 64 yesterday and then what about that knock from alex kerry i mean there are so many uh, heroes and kind of uh, people who kind of had a bad day today but alex kerry probably played one of his if not his best test innings of all time i i, I agree with you and I, i'm 
so pleased for Alex Carey. You know, I know Alex pretty well. I know you know Alex pretty well. And I think he's been marked really harshly over what happened in the the Johnny Bairstow Mm. situation. I'm not talking about that incident, but I'm talking about what happened post that incident, that it was like, oh, it's affecting his cricket, um, all those sorts of things. It may have been because statistically he did drop away a fraction. But we saw since he's come back here to Australia, he batted really well in a shield game in Adelaide against Victoria on a tough wicket. I think that gave him a bit of confidence. He's then come into this test series and that's not the first time he's batted well. Mm. Certainly, I think the best he's batted and the most destructive he's batted, but he's actually put together some really good little innings for for Australia through this series. And his glove work, we haven't really noticed him outside a couple of times at the Wacker. He's just done his job. So I'm really pleased for him, and I'm really pleased that he got rewarded with that ICC wicketkeeper, Test Wicketkeeper of the Year. Um, I think he deserved that. And, um, yeah, he's going very well. he was very lucky, though, um, for those that haven't seen it. Yeah. The ball, he got, he got, he actually did get bold. I he think, got bold. I think you should keep that for the Hall of Fame. I think that was okay, quite, okay. we, should, okay. we should, I think that okay. was like a special moment that I, I don't think it'll ever happen again or it has happened uh, <laughs> He did get bold, point. though. He did, he did, and, but he wasn't bold. <laughs> no, uh, you'll right. hear about it, just hang that's in right. there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what well, he was scoring at well over 120 uh, or a strike rate of 120, 130, and it wasn't just a counter-attack. It was a proper, uh, it was, he Dominated the bowling and it was uh, uh, an explosive innings. I think the most explosive innings we've seen from Alex Carey comes in with that reputation uh, when he does make his test debut three, four summers ago. But I think this is the first time he did uh, that with Australia under pressure. But then he gets out hooking Shamar Joseph. Australia still under tr- uh, in trouble. And just before the second break, Mitchell Stark is peppered by the short ball and then he just uh, edges one uh, to the slip court and another sharp catch and that becomes the last ball of that session and Australia is still way behind and then we see another partnership and this time it was Usman Khawaja and Australia's um, you know we keep calling Travis Head their crisis man I think Pat Cummins has also proven in the last six months or so with the bat that he is as much a crisis man for them as Travis Head. So the way I would describe it is that Pat Cummins and Osman Khawaja, but let's focus on Pat Cummins, he is cool in a crisis, whereas Travis Head is chaotic in a crisis. Yeah, that's correct. But Very they're well still just as effective as each other. They are, aren't they? And he kept his cool pad Cummins, but he also got a little chaotic, didn't he? I mean, he wore out that short pitch uh, ploy that a lot of teams seem to use against the Australian tail, like just like they do against the opposition tail. Uh, and survived that really sharp spell from the Josephs, Alzari and Shamar, uh, in, in, at the start of the third session. And you thought at that point, West Indies was so far ahead of the game, a wicket would fall at any point, and West Indies could end up with a lead of even like in the range of 140, 150. But then Pat Cummins uh, starts playing some shots. He start, plays a lot of, uh, hits a lot of boundaries in that backward point, third man region. Giving himself room and yeah. just lever- leveraging it over the top. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And Usman Khawaja is doing his bit at the other end. Uh, and that's the partnership which kind of helps Australia sort of draw parity. And then Usman Khawaja gets out and I'm sure uh, it's the, not just a dismissal. Uh, Kevin Sinclair just white ball drives and it's got it slip sharp catch by Athenaeus. But what followed after that uh, will, will, I think, It'll be part of the highlight reel for not just this series, but for many summers to come with Kevin Sinclair. Are we stuck sticking that in the whole? I think we should well? just do it now. No, we should just well, do the Kevin Sinclair. Well, okay. So 
I want to say one thing first, because you're going to talk about the celebration because he's your man. <laughs> um, but I think the interesting part about what Cummins did and then even Lyon towards the end, and maybe a little bit of Aussie as well, is that, and this is the whole thing about day-night test cricket, I think the Australians kind of knew that mm. we do want to bowl tonight against the West Indies with a brand new pink ball under light. So we're just going to hit out or get out. If we're 50 behind, if we're 20 behind, it doesn't really matter. We want to have enough time to try and get some West Indies second innings wickets. So that's why I think largely we saw such enterprising cricket because it's kind of like, well, if we get out, it, it doesn't really matter. It probably does a little bit, but they were able to reduce that. As I said, the deficit was there, 120, 130, and mm. all of a sudden you look up, it's 50. Yeah. Um, and in the end, it was only 20. Um, but the Kawaja dismissal kind of came from nowhere. He looked untroubled by yeah, all did. the bowlers. He nicks to slip. Um, your man gets his first wicket in Test cricket. And what does he do, Brad? Well, he did what he's known to do, which is do this outstanding somersault and then follow it up with a backflip or a front flip, whatever you want to call it, and lands on his feet. And look, we were all waiting for it. We were all hoping that Kevin Sinclair takes a wicket just so that we can see the celebration. <laughs> He'd not bowl really well till that point. <laughs> no, not uh, bowl well at all. <laughs> exactly. I was just talking about Grandpa Carlton, uh, who's played <laughs> such a big role in his life, about to turn off the television screen because he'd had enough, I'm sure, and then he takes that wicket and then comes the great somersault. And we'll talk about your rating maybe in, in, in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but then Pat Cummins goes on to make his highest test score, his first test 15, what, five summers? Yeah, five, some five years. Yep. And um, uh, uh, plays some beautiful shots and that massive six of Kima Roach um, over, uh, over long off, wide long off. Uh, and uh, by that time... Uh, He's also, I think, in his mind decided, okay, Nathan Lyon at the other end is just throwing his bat around. Uh, the moment a wicket falls, we will declare, and they've declared 22 runs behind. And I thought the West Indies looked pretty untroubled in that little period before uh, Tej Narayan Chandapal gets out of what became the last ball of the day. Yeah, they were doing so well, weren't they? They were just trying to survive. And really, there weren't too many anxious moments. And Mitchell Stark was bowling really fast. And Hazelwood was getting that normal sort of trampoline bounce with a brand new ball. But um, they did so well until the last over. Hazelwood bowling, I think it was the third last ball of what was meant to be the scheduled close. Uh an edge behind, well, we think an edge behind. The yeah. umpire gave it not out. It went to review. There was nothing on hotspot, but there was yeah. just a little sound wave, enough for the umpire to give it out. We, Unless we speak to Shanda Paul himself, we don't really know whether that was an edge or not. Sometimes it annoys me a little bit because sometimes, okay, there's a sound wave, but that could be the... The bat moving oh, around someone, in the in the you know yeah. the with the grip and the handle of the bat it could be anything in that situation. I I thought he was a bit unlucky and maybe benefit of the doubt to Chanderpaul. Yeah, there was it wasn't a big spike. Was it, it wasn't. Like, yeah, no, it wasn't. It, Hazelwood was very confident and Pat Cummins was convinced into taking the review. There was a dropped catch. Uh, Steve Smith yes. uh, taken what three beautiful catches in the first innings. A load. To, to I guess low near his toes, just in front of his body, but it went in a nice. So that was for Brathwaite, wasn't it? It was a Brathwaite. I uh, really hope that Craig Brathwaite gets some runs yeah. in this innings because you know we've talked a lot about how he's talked a big game about I want to take it up to the Australians. Uh, my team is going to challenge the best team in the world. He said all the right things. We know how experienced he is. We know how he's so much better than everybody else in the West Indian team when it comes to run scoring Test cricket. I really hope he can finish this mini tour with with a contribution at least tomorrow yeah he wouldn't get a better opportunity in doing that uh, West Indies are how many are hit 
35? 35 ahead. Uh, like they have nine wickets in hand. Uh, and, well, they'll have to see of the what remains of this new ball. We've seen that the ball goes a little soft after 13, 14 overs. And then on a 37-degree day, uh, if the weather stays clear, maybe they can make uh, a day of it and really take this lead to a position where they can put pressure on Australia. We'll see. But for now, we'll go on to our Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame is brought you by Seba Super. Seba Super, why do you have been serving people around Australia uh, post-retirement and pre-retirement with their super for four decades, over 40 years? 900,000 plus people have been, have had their lives uh, enriched by Seba Super. <laughs> uh, and to know more, go on to sebasuper.com.au. But remember, Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. So Hall of Fame, why very well? I'd almost oh. put you in the Hall of Fame for the way you've oh, just gone you. through that. That was very impressive. I mugged it up. <laughs> now, my, my Hall of Fame is a bit, it's a bit random, a bit different. Oh, it has to be. Um, I loved Alzari Joseph today when one oh. thing happened. Craig Brathwaite went off the field. Now we don't know why <laughs> he went off the field, but he went off the field, and Alzari Joseph was all of a sudden the captain. And the moment that he stood. In fact, went over the rope and went off Craig Brathwaite. Alzario Joseph is changing the field <laughs> straight away. Even if he was moving them two metres, he moved at least six fielders, maybe seven, talked to the bowler, demanded what he was to bowl. Then Craig Brathwaite, as I said, he, he may have gone for a swim. He was gone for quite some time. And Alzari Joseph's doing all sorts of things, put himself back on to bowl. Um, I loved it. it I was. loved it. He thought that was leadership. That was leadership. That so was. I love that. I reckon that goes in the Hall of Fame, Elzari Joseph. Oh, that was beautiful. And, and you remember the moment when Moti was just a bit slow on the ball. <laughs> yeah. He took a single and Moti was a substitute. He just banished him. <laughs> That's right. To no particular position on the field. He just said, hey, just get lost. Go there Don't somewhere. stand in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in front of the noisiest part of the <laughs> That's crowd. Right. That's <laughs> you right. deal with that. Um, oh, some interest. Obviously, it was that dress-up day around the Gabba. Uh, there was Darth Vader. And there was <laughs> that point <laughs> earlier in the day when you and I were interviewing Uzi Kawaja when I was about to ask a question. And well, that's the it right now. He's going to call me Dad for the rest of my <laughs> life because he's already started calling me Dad Bharat. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, speaking of fans, uh, we had a big, I think, 50, 60 member uh, crew uh, who were representing the the Cool Runnings gang, uh, the Jamaican uh, bobsled team. And they were asked to leave. They were probably the rowdiest. Uh, they got lot. slightly over-enthusiastic. A bit, yeah. And they missed the entire last session. Uh, so they did see... Quite a few exciting moments. There were so many. So they didn't miss out on uh, a major chunk of the excitement. But yeah, got a bit too rowdy. I'm sure they're having fun somewhere right now. I, on this I actually think we should put the entire crowd into the Hall of Fame mm. because there was 29,000 in attendance today. Brisbane often get criticised that they don't turn up. Mm. And I think yeah. there was a little bit of concern around you know all the controversy around Australia Day, just how it would be received from the Brisbane public. Because when you look around town, there's not a lot of posters or signage mm. or an indication that there is a test match being played. But to turn up tonight or turn up today and going into tonight and seeing 30,000 people here for a test match involving the West Indies, it felt like day-night test cricket from 30 years ago, the atmosphere. Yeah. It was a real carnival sort of atmosphere. And it was hard not to get swept up in it. I thought it was fantastic. So to the Brisbane crowd that turned up, I hope you turn up again tomorrow because we should have another great day of Test cricket. It is a Saturday, um, so who knows. But the last two days, I think the crowds, oh, yeah. like in Adelaide, oh, have yeah. surprised us with how many they've been here. Yeah, and there was that concern that, oh, West Indies are coming. Who will come and see them? Not only have the West Indies been entertaining, but uh, they've put on 
a good enough show for so many people uh, to turn up on Adelaide Day 3 what yep. 17,000 people turned up to watch 90 minutes of cricket uh, but before we go we need to talk about that moment the Alex Carey moment you kind of touched upon it when he got uh, bowled but didn't get bowled yes exactly so can you please take us through that like what do you mean by he got bowled but he didn't get well, bowled well i was actually broadcasting at at the time and we heard this big noise and it definitely didn't come off the bat because Kerry was beaten by the delivery but the noise was I must have come off the back flap of the pad or something because the the West Indians some of them appealed but a lot of them didn't appeal mm. we're thinking what's the noise there was a noise a big noise we see the replay the ball actually hit the off bail which is a zinger bail yes. which means it's a bit it's heavier heavy. I know it's Adam Collins you know gets mm-hmm. a little bit emotional about all of this <laughs> But the Zinger Bale actually spun around in its grooves at least 360 degrees, maybe even a little bit more. It's like a poker machine when it sort of spins around, the old-style poker machines. But it stayed in its grooves. So it wasn't out. It hit the stumps, but it's not out because the Bale didn't go out of the grooves. So you're saying that it was an exciting day of cricket where... Kevin Sinclair did a flip but so did the bill. That's exactly right. <laughs> That is exactly right. And the game flipped as well. It flopped, did. Flip flopped as it has for most of the first two days. Quite the flip-flop test match already and I'm well, sure Well, you have to think about it. Sorry, Brett, but have a think about it. When the West Indies were 5 for 65 yeah. after the first two hours of play, we were thinking this is going to be a one-sided two-day test match. It did it. We've gone through two days and we actually have no idea who's going to win. I know, right? It's like, good. Yeah, it's beautiful. More ping ball cricket, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. But you mean we will be here tomorrow for day 3 of this exciting test match. Like Adam White said, we don't know where it's going, but we know for a fact that we'll be here. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. This was the final word daily. Catch you tomorrow. Sorry if I ran out to empty wrote this so you know what I meant here. I had to go about-